Right, just busy working out what to do, but it's so good, isn't it, to hear what God is doing amongst us? Amen. God is here. God is working. Do you believe that? And really what, I I just want to encourage us to go after God really in these days. These are days for pursuing God. These are days for seeking his face and believing that he is amongst us, he is working, and that I think it's, it's what Ant said a minute ago, that his desire is so much more than ours, that he would be all that he wants to be to us, all that his plan is that we should be as his children, amen? And he, he's just constantly beckoning us in and saying, there's so much more, there's so much more. I believe that's where we're at right now, amen? By the way, before I forget, while we're on stories, we need to just uh, let you know um, that Callum and Katie had their baby on Thursday evening. I'm looking out at a very proud um, grandma and a very proud great-grandma over that side. Everybody is here. but um, So congratulations, ladies, um, and congratulations to Callum and Katie. They had a baby girl, Rosa May, um, on Thursday evening. So, and I think they're all doing well. Yeah, so great. Please be praying for them. That's right. Okay, I just want to speak um, just for a few minutes, really, and pick up um, where I left off last week and encourage us to respond again. Because, as I say, just believing, really, that God is working, that God is with us, uh, that he's moving, and that he wants to uh, draw us closer in, really, in these days. Um, So let me just pick up. Uh, and read the bit that I read last week, and then I'll read a couple more bits of Isaiah 43 before we um, have another opportunity really to respond and to uh, share communion and to pray and really seek God together. Okay, so let me read from Isaiah 43. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And this is some of the testimony. This is, we're, we're hearing right in front of us today what we're reading in Scripture. Amen? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honoured and I love you, I give men in return for you, people in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. And I just think picking up on uh, the testimonies that have been shared, that is at God's heart towards us, isn't it? He says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Amen? Fear not, for I am with you. You are mine. And as we start this new year, and as we look ahead to all that God's got for us, and wherever we're at in life, I believe that that's God's heart towards us this morning. And we've heard it illustrated so well. That he says, I fear not as you look out, whatever you're looking out on this year, whatever the challenges, whatever the obstacles, whatever uh, the excitements, fear not, says God, for I have redeemed you. As I said last week, not, it, it's intimate. He's formed us, he says. 
We're created by him. He knows us inside out. Not only that, but he has redeemed us. And the more I think about that, that concept that he's redeemed us, the more excited I get. Uh, it's so all-encompassing. It's such an amazing thing that God has redeemed us. Amen? Because uh, it means not only, it means that he's chosen us. It means it was his initiative. He didn't have to do it. But when we were in a mess, when we were dead in our sin, he chose to come and rescue us. He chose us. He put off his favor upon us. He picked us out and he said, right, I'm paying the price that you come and be part of my family. And by the way, I'm the great provider. I'm the great lover. I'm the great creator. I'm the one who's able to do all things. And I've come and I've chosen you. I've picked you out. And I've said, I want to be the one who pays for you. I want to be the one who provides for you. And so from now on, whatever your need, whatever you come across, whatever happens in life, it's my responsibility from now on. That's what being redeemed means. He's paid the price, rescued us out of uh, the consequences of our sin, brought us, adopted us into his family. And he says, from now on, you are my responsibility. You're mine. That's what he says over us this morning. And our response often is, uh, is so half-hearted, isn't it? But the creator of the universe, the God who loves, the God who formed us, he says, you're mine. You're my responsibility. I've redeemed you. I've paid the price. I've done all that was necessary. And whatever you need now, that's, my, that's down to me. You come to me. And I, I think... I. I felt it in the worship, in what Ant was saying. I feel it that God just wants us to come closer. He says, I want to be everything that you need. I want to be your great provider. I want to be your great lover. I want to, be, I want to meet your every need. I want you to understand your need of me so much great. And I want you to come close. Won't you seek me? Won't you come close to me in these days? Won't you draw near? Because truly, the things that we run after, the things that we fill our lives with, they're not, as Helen said earlier, they're not really the things that we need. What we ultimately need is our loving Heavenly Father who made us and knows us and has plans and purposes. He said, I called you by name. It's very specific. I've called you by name. It's not just a mass thing, but I know your name and I, I want you with me. And I want to do life with you. Amen. And we, we talked a bit last week about this, uh, Jesus' yoke. And uh, I, I read from this great book that I want to recommend. I recommended it last week. If you weren't here, John Mark Comer, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which just kind of says that there are so many things filling our consciousness and the speed of life is so fast and every gap gets filled by something or other in the world in which we live. But Jesus says, I want you to come with me. I want you to be yoked to me. I want you to make enough space in life that we could do this life thing together. Because Jesus says, are you thirsty? Are you burdened? Well, I've got an easy yoke, and I want you to be yoked to me in life. I want you to walk with me. I want you to do life with me. That's my desire. I'm for your good, and you are mine. Amen? And this is just a great book that challenges a lot of the stuff that's going on in our culture, makes you think about it again, and really picks apart what is it to really walk with Jesus and to make enough space. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It, 
It's a, I mean, it's, it's worth buying just for the title. What a great title. Let me just read you a little taster. You see, Jesus wants us to be apprentices. To be one of Jesus' apprentices, put simply, is to organize your life around three basic goals. Be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus would do if he were you. The whole point of apprenticeship is to model all of your life after Jesus, and in doing so, to recover your soul, to have the warped part of you put back into shape. To experience healing in the deepest parts of your being. To experience what Jesus called life to the full. What the New Testament writers call salvation. You see, the Greek word that we translate salvation is the same word that translates healing. When you read in the New Testament that, uh, that somebody was healed by Jesus, and then you read that somebody else was saved by Jesus, you're essentially reading the same thing. Salvation is healing. As in an ointment you put on a burn or wound. That's what Jesus is all about. Healing people, saving them at a soul deep level. Amen? The solution is simple. If you want to experience life to the full, is non- Jesus' non-stop conscious enjoyment of God's presence and world All you have to do is to adopt not just his theology and his ethics, but also his lifestyle. Follow his way. I could go on reading lots from there because it's very good. And I recommend that you get it. But, you know, sometimes somebody quoted it in the prayer meeting, I think, that, um, that you know, the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And we know about the truth, don't we? And we know that we get life from him. But Jesus also says, I'm the way. I'm the way to this life. I'm the way to fulfillment. I'm the way to meeting your needs. I'm the way. And so, and he, he's not just the answer. He is the way you get there. The call is to be with him. The call is to walk with him. The call is to be yoked to him. The call is to seek him first because he loves us, because we're his. Amen? And I just believe that we're in days... Uh, in particular, as God's spoken to us towards the end of last year or last year about coming into a new era, and we hear that God is at work amongst us, and I just, be- I just feel the heart of God saying, and there's so much more, and won't you come closer, and won't you really lean on me, and won't you really make enough space in life that we could work out together, you and me, yoke to Jesus, what it is really to do life and to find life in all its fullness. Amen? And I'd love us at the start of this year to encourage one another into that. Let me read a little bit more um, before we respond um, from uh, Isaiah 43, the next bit, because I just want to add a couple more bits into this. So picking up again, it's a long chapter, but picking up again at verse 16. Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down. They cannot rise. They're extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I 
Again, you, I guess you can often apply this, but I just believe it's so true for us right now that God is doing a new thing. He spoke to us prophetically last year about a new era that he was taking us into. And obviously you can apply this scripture on different levels. Fundamentally, <clears throat> excuse me, fundamentally it's talking about uh, the, God's rescue of the Israelites from Egypt where they were in slavery. You remember the opening up of the Red Sea and then being rescued out of slavery and God giving them the promised land ultimately that was there. So it's a picture of our salvation. It's a picture of us being rescued from the slavery to sin that we were in and being set free to live forever with God and to worship him. It is, ultimately, it is a picture of that. And always Isaiah is reminding uh, the Israelites that they've been rescued, that that's fundamentally who they are. They're a chosen people. They're a rescued people. But I believe, and this is important for us, that God would say, but don't stop there. It's not just about your rescue. It's easy for us to say, yeah, Jesus has saved me. I'm okay now. My sin's forgiven. And now I just get on with life again. And I, I just believe at this moment that God say, would say, no, 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 don't stop there. Don't stop there. I want to do life with you. I want, I, I want you to be yoked to me. There is so much more that you haven't yet experienced of my life. I want you to rest in me and understand and learn what it is to rest in me, to lean on me for everything. Don't stop at the point where, yes, you cel- of course you celebrate that, that Jesus has rescued you. Of course you celebrate that the waters parted uh, and the, the Egyptians were washed away and that you're rescued out of slavery. Just as we've been rescued out of sin, of course, we go on and we always will go on celebrating that. But God also says, I'm doing a new thing. And I want you to come with me into the new thing that I'm doing. There is so much more. I want you to seek me. Amen? And whatever it is that we're facing, whatever it is that we're uh, finding in our lives as we look out on this new year, God would say, come to me. I'm doing a new thing. I want more. There's more that I want you to experience of me. And he says this, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You see, the promise of being yoked to Jesus, the promise of doing life with Jesus is not about having all of our problems solved. It's not about escaping from the difficulties of life. As we said last week, life is full of difficulties. It will continue to be. In this world, Jesus said, you will have trouble. But the promise of the easy yoke is just that, that there's a way of doing life with Jesus that is easy. That we face the difficulties, that though we will continue to face wilderness, it's there. We will continue to face desert, but what God says is, in the wilderness, you will find life. I will provide for you. In the desert, I will make a river for you. So that's the point. Not that the problems all get uh, taken away. Not that suddenly you get to escape from difficulties. That's the world that we live in. But he says, I will be everything that you need in the midst of the difficulty. Amen? And that's the life he wants. You see, so often, I think, as God's people, what we're after is for the the challenges to go away. 
We want to escape from them. We want to get past this thing. It, it, we often say, don't we, well, just once I've got past this, then I'll be, then I'll be able to uh, think about what God's doing. Or um, once I've got past this challenge, or once I've uh, achieved that in life, or I've done that, got that job, found a partner, once I'm retired, what, you know, or once I've got past this issue. No, you're ne- we're never going to get past. That's the nature of living in a fallen world. Okay, but God says, in the desert, I'm going to spring up life if you do life with me. If you'll be yoked to me, if you'll seek me and really work out what it is to rest in me day. But, and this is a daily thing. <clears throat> and this, <clears throat> excuse me, I must, I, I must get less passionate. <clears throat> okay, okay. Um, but, uh, and this is my, this is the thing that I feel like God's teaching me at the moment is it has to be daily. You, you can't be yoked to Jesus, and it just has to be, God, what, what, what do I need for today? It's, it's top and tail every day with, with Jesus, being yoked to him. Say, at the start of every day, Jesus, just give me what I need for today, because I know there's going to be stuff that I haven't foreseen. There's going to be challenges, but I want to do it with you. Thank you, my darling. That, uh, that's my wife, by the way, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> Um, now I've thrown myself. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's like the scripture last week, isn't it? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and they won't overwhelm you. That's the promise. I'll be there, Jesus says. I'll give you what you need, and it won't get to the point where it overwhelms you. That's our fear always, isn't it? Fear not, for I've redeemed you, he says. Fear not, for I am with you. And what's the final one? Let's go to the final um, section of scripture. Phil, have you got that? Um, No, no, not that one. Um, Yes, the start of of chapter 44, that's it. But now, and we get another of these, but now. I want you to stop, remember me, stop in your tracks, people of God. But now, hear, O Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I've chosen. Thus says says the Lord who made you. Here we go again, repeating the same ideas. Who formed you from the womb and will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I've chosen. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They shall spring up among the grass like willows by by flowing streams. This one will say, I am the Lord's. Another will call on the name of Jacob, and another will write on his hand, the Lord's, and name himself by the name of Israel. And so the third fear not, okay, these are the fear nots in Isaiah 43 and 44. Okay, fear not, for I've redeemed you, one. Fear not, because I'm with you. And the third one, fear not, because I'm going to pour my spirit out upon you. Amen. And this is what, if we're going to live like this, if we're going to be yoked to Jesus, we've got to be filled with his spirit. We can't do this on our own. Amen. And what happens when we're filled with the spirit is that there's something that goes off within us that responds to the word of God. So God comes to us in his word and he says, I've chosen you. I've redeemed you. I'm with you. I want you to be with me. But we need to be awakened by the spirit so that we can respond to that and say, as we've just read, what have we just read? 
um, and say, as we've just read, I am the Lord's. Okay? So when, the, when we're filled with the Spirit, there's something that responds to what God is saying. And he says, you're mine, and I want to love you, and I want to provide for you. And as we're filled by the Spirit, we're able to respond and say, I am the Lord's. And I want to live like this. I want to live dependent on you, Lord. I recognize I belong to you, that you've redeemed me. And I want to live resting you, dependent on you. So we need to be filled with the Spirit that we can learn to live like this. Amen? That we understand what our identity is. We understand fundamentally the most important thing about our identity is that we're his. That we belong to him. That we've been bought at a price and now we're his. And so we face everything that goes on in life in the context of understanding that identity that we're his. Amen? And we do it with Jesus. We do it yoked to Jesus. We do it dependent on him. And then we can face whatever things are going to come across our path. Amen? So I just believe there's a call to us in these days to come deeper with him, to to be drawn in, to seek first Jesus. In the midst, don't wait for that thing to be fixed. Don't wait for the, the next chapter in life when you're feeling more settled. It won't come. God says, now I'm doing a new thing. And the new thing, I believe, is that he wants us closer yoked to him. He wants us closer dependent on him. He wants to be everything that he's able to be to us. But so often we don't avail ourselves of. He wants our cry to be, I'm the Lord's and that's where I'm going for my help. I'm the Lord's and that's the only way I can get through what I'm going through in life is to know that I'm his. I belong to him. Amen. Right. I want to leave time for us just to respond to God. By the way, before we do that, just uh, I'm going to do the notices in a bit of a funny way. Okay, this is the kind of the notice slot. Because notice that what happens, one of the other things that happens when we're filled with the Spirit is that the response from our heart is not just, I'm the Lord's, but also uh, that we, it, the Scripture says we, we name the name of Israel, of God's people. Amen. And so one of the things that happens when we're filled with the Spirit and we, see, and, we, and we seek to be closer to God is that we recognize not only that we're His, that that's our identity, but also that we're part of a people. That, we, that it's never our, us and our own with God thing. That always it's about being part of God's people. And so we, we say, I'm the Lord's, but also we say, I'm part of Israel. I'm part of the people of God. Amen. And so coming closer and, and seeking after him also means recognizing that we're part of a people, part of a body, and serving one another as well, and loving one another. And so, and that's my way into the notices, you see, because this is group sign-up week. Did you like that link? Because part of our identity is being part of a people. And we can't walk with Jesus unless we're walking with one another. We need one another. We need one another's gifts. We need one another's personalities. We need to to serve one another. We need to encourage one another. We were never meant to do it on our own. And if you're not connected into a small group or a a, a, a group of people where you can do this journey of walking with Jesus together, then it's going to be really, really hard. It was never intended to be like that. This is the reason, I don't know if you know, this is the reason that we have small groups. 
is that so that we can encourage one another in this walk of Jesus. Because life is full of ups and downs. And you won't be able to do it if you're not doing it with a group of people who are encouraging you, pushing you on, being pulled on by you. We need one another. So I would like to just highlight this to you. Hopefully you've seen it. But what it does is sets out all the different activities this term, but in particular, the small groups that are available. And I would really urge you, if you're not currently part of a small group, to look in here and join a small group. Because going after God is not possible on your own. You need to do it with other people. And this is the way that we've structured ourselves to do that. So have a look. Either fill in the, the form at the back and put it in the box at the back, or you can go to um, an email address, groups at GC Swindon, and sign up there. Um, there are a couple of errors that we've spotted. So Alex and Kat's group is not meeting in Royal Wood and Bassett. It's at their home, which is in Rob Bonchini. Is that right? That's where you are, isn't it? Um, and the other one is that Ebenezer and Malika's group is meeting every week and not every fortnight. Is that, have I got that right as well? Is that correct? Yeah, so there you go. Apart from that, have a look through. But let's be connected one, with one another. And then you get to hear the stories of what God's doing as well and encourage one another along the way. We can't do it otherwise. Um, right, what other things did I want to say? Oh, we are about to launch um, a visiting team, which is very exciting, so that those of us um, in particular needs or who need visiting or need friendship, companionship amongst our body or maybe aren't able to make it to church or who are in a hospital or whatever, have people from the body who are able to go and be with them and visit. Um, we've had a few people sign up and volunteer to be part of that team. We need some more. We're going to run some training in February. And I'd love to encourage you, if you think you might be able to do that, then either fill in a, a, a serve form or come and talk to me or one of the others of us. But it would be great to have a good team of people because this is part of serving um, one another. Just to say, by the way, there are always lots of needs on our serving teams. If you're uh, part of the family here or you might be new, um, but once you've decided that this is your church family, then I want to say to you, then we need you to serve and be involved on one of our teams. There's all sorts of teams. Come and talk to us if you don't know what that might look like. But we're a body, we're a family, and we need to help one another. There's all sorts of jobs to be done, uh, but also gifts to be called out. And there's no way, um, there's nothing like working alongside people and serving for feeling like you're part of a body and feeling like you're involved. Amen? So can I just recommend that to you? One final thing just to say when we're on the subject of us as a body and as a family, I just want to make one plea, and this is, that we start on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Well, we didn't actually, I, this is the difficulty of doing it this morning because we didn't start at 10 o'clock. We started a couple of minutes later. But we, we, we are getting more and more into the habit of people drifting in later on. And I, I don't want to be heavy about this. This is not about rules. This is not about being a burden. But it just helps when we're leading worship and trying to work out what God's doing and gathering together as a people if we could be here as much as possible, as close to 10 o'clock as possible. Can I say that in a, with a smile on my face? I, I don't, uh, particularly, particularly just to serve the guys in kids' teams, actually. If you're dropping off kids... Uh, when they're coming late and we have to have people out there registering or if they're joining a group, it's very difficult to enable kids to join a group later on once it's already started. It's just um, a massive hassle for the people involved in serving. So really, as much as anything, out of respect for those who are volunteering in kids' groups, 
volunteering on registration, I'd love just as an encouragement to say, please, could you come as close to 10 o'clock as possible so we can get started together, go after God together um, and see what he wants to do with us each Sunday. Okay? Thanks, Clive. (laughs) I hope that's okay. Right. We have a few minutes left. I'd love us just to to come back to God again uh, individually and just say, Lord, I need... Who, who needs God here? Who wants to go after God more in 2020? It's just... What, what, that's a naff question, isn't it? Because who's not going to put their hand up? It's like, I don't want to. But I, I'd love just to... Look, whatever, wherever you're at right now, whatever God's speaking to you about, well, in fact, let's just close our eyes and just, uh, just bring ourselves before God and just say, look, what, what's, in, what's in your heart? What's your heart for your relationship with God? What's in your heart for how you want to do life along this next stretch? How, how closely with God do you want to do it? Do you want him to be your provider and to, do you want to have that sense of, yeah, I'm his, I belong to him, he's got everything that I need, I want to walk closely with him and lean on him, learn what it is to walk with him. If, you're, if that's your heart this morning, just let's keep our eyes closed, but I'd love just for you just to stand as a, just a way of saying to God, yeah, I, I, want to come, I want to come deeper in, I want to seek after you, whatever that looks like. I'd love you, I'd just love to invite you just to stand. I'm going to pray that God would come and fuel us by his spirit. Please don't feel you have to do this at all, but often it's just helpful to make a physical move just as a way of saying, God, I want to be serious with you in these days. I do believe that God is doing a new thing and he would beckon us in. We've heard the stories of what he's doing amongst us and I, I believe he wants to draw us in. He wants to be so much more to us. He wants us to lean our weight more heavily on him. And so, Father, I pray, let's lift our hands before him. Father, I pray for every one of my brothers and sisters standing before you, Lord. I pray that you would pour out your spirit in these days. Father, I pray together as a body, Lord, as we encourage one another, as we join small groups, as we pray for one another, as we meet together on a Sunday, Father, I pray that you would, uh, that you would draw us closer to you, that you would use every means possible, Lord, that we might avail ourselves of all that is available in you. Lord, we recognize that you are our creator. We recognize that you are our redeemer. Lord, that you want to fill us with, that you want to be our all in all. And Lord, we say, uh, as we know how, we come to you this morning. And we say, come and fill us, Lord. Fill each one with your spirit. Stir every heart, Father, I pray. Cause connections to be made across the body where we can encourage and provoke one another, Lord. Help us to find ways of uh, coming to you at the start and end of every day and making you our yoke, as it were, Lord, walking through life with you. Father, I pray for everyone who's in a, a struggly situation right now that you would come. Everyone who faces a challenge, Lord, would you come by your spirit? Would you meet us? And would you truly be a, a water in the desert, Lord? Would you truly bring life, Lord, in the wilderness? Father, I pray because that's what you want to do for us, Lord. 
And so, Father, I pray, pour out your spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Meet with us, Lord. Help us to go away from this place and put steps, Lord, to, in place to seek you more closely. Come, Father. Susie, just, are you happy to just come back and play something for a minute? Just as Nigel was praying, I really felt as though God just laid on my heart, um, maybe one or two here, that might be stood here in a room of however many we are today and have gone through Christmas alone and are feeling lonely. And I just really feel as though there's a number of scriptures that I just wanted to read in the midst of that to remind you that God is there. It says in Psalms 23, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because I know you are with me. David was lonely at times. Yeah, he knew God was with him. In Deuteronomy, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid of those around you because the Lord, your God, is with you. If you feel in the loneliness, you just feel isolated because of stuff that's going on around you. God's with you. In Psalm 27, it says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. If family relationships have broken down and family was tough over Christmas and you feel alone, the Lord will not forsake you. Cast your anxieties on him. Bring those struggles to him. In that loneliness, he will be there. And he will stand with you. I just want to pray, Holy Spirit, for those who might feel that sense of loneliness. I just pray you'd bring comfort right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd come. And you'd surround those that feel that with your love. I'm not going to ask you to come out, but I'm just going to ask you to respond to God and just to be open to his spirit, to feel him, to feel that sense of closeness with him because that's what he wants. That's what he desires. He wants a deeper relationship with you. I'd love us just to use this time to respond to God individually. It, it might be a question of um, recommitting yourself to God and saying, yep, yeah, Lord, I've been wandering a bit, but I want to come back and I want to be fully yours again. Maybe you've never made that commitment to follow Jesus and to give your life to him, in which case we would love to talk to you about that and pray for you. Whatever it is that God is doing in you, I'd love us just to have the opportunity to do business with God individually. Um, let me suggest two ways of responding. If, um, if you need healing this morning, or if there's a particular situation that you'd love to be prayed for about, uh, you're just facing something that is kind of like a wilderness or a, a, you know, a desert where God says, I want to meet with you. 
If there's a, a challenge that you just like prayer for or you need healing, then I'd love to invite you just to come to the front and we'll get some of the prayer team uh, to pray for you. Also, just I think we're, we're going to do communion, but I think we'll, we'll maybe do it mainly as an individual thing uh, today where we get to celebrate what Jesus has done in dying in our place so that we can have this relationship with God that we've been talking about. But let's use the communion celebration as a way of giving ourselves to God again individually. I mean, feel free to pray for one another if you want to after you've done that. But to start with, I'd love to just invite you individually. Let's go and take communion and then get before God and and share your heart with him of what what your desire is in terms of giving yourself to him for this next uh, chapter of your life. So should we do that? Let's go and uh, take communion, respond to God individually. If you would like prayer for anything, in particular, if you need healing or there's a challenge that you're facing, I'd love you to come um, down to the front here and can we have some of the prayer team as well um, and we'll just be able to pray for you while others are having communion. So please don't be shy. Uh, we'd love to pray for you if there's anything where you have a particular need. So do come quickly.